Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Father Christopher Smith, the rector for Christ Cathedral here in the Diocese of Orange. Welcome back again, Father. Thank you, Rick. Great to be here. If you would be so kind as to lead us in a word of prayer, I think all of us would deeply appreciate that. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving God, we thank you. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for the gifts and talents that you have given to each one of us and the beauty of your creation that we care for. We ask you to be with us during this time to guide our thoughts and our words and let all that we do contribute to the building of your reign in our world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And for all of our listening audience, you're in for a treat today because we're going to be doing a hybrid show where we are actually reviewing the commissioning and blessing of the Hazel Wright organ. And that was held not long ago, and it was so good that what we wanted to do was to bring a little bit of that experience for all of you who were able to listen in. So what I'd like to do today, Father, since you have been the rector now for how many years? Ten years. Ten years, and that's from the pre-beginning of the diocesan transition of the Crystal Cathedral to, the, to Christ Cathedral, and you're coming to an, an end of your tenure. We've we've talked not long ago about that upcoming event. Right. But this is kind of one of the last of the major events to take place under your tenure, the blessing of the Hazel yes. Wright organ. Yes. And that took place not long ago, and we're going to bring some music from that event. Some of it is just absolutely stellar. You're going to to have a nice little introduction on the radio, but frankly and honestly, unless you have been surrounded by that music, and I can tell you as part of the press corps that came in to to see the the opening of it, I was overwhelmed, and I have been used to to church music, organ music. I even took a course in seminary as Bach as biblical interpreter, and it was basically going into the chapel and listening to the Kapellmeister play the Orgel Buchlein and a few other things. As the whole music overwhelmed, this space and this organ was just incredible. It's magnificent. Let's review a little bit. Tell us just a little about why this organ is so special. It's the fifth largest in the world. What else can you tell us about it? Well, it's the fifth largest in the world. It is also a combination of three organs that were built into one organ. It's the... Uh, part of the organ is from uh, the pipe organ uh, in the Lincoln Center Symphony Hall. And then uh, Fratelli Rufati, the Rufati brothers built one part of the organ at one time and then another part of it a second time. Okay. And now they're all three together. And the Rufatis did actually put the three instruments together. And this organ, you know, when you walk in, when you, when you start looking at the pipes, there are some that are extremely small. You have to kind of squint to see them. Yes. You've got some that run the entire height of the Christ Cathedral, and you've got some that are that are sideways that are shaped like like trumpets. 
on either end of the of the points of the cathedral. Yes. And the whole building, then, is the instrument itself, isn't it? It is, yes. It's like the cathedral contains the whole instrument. And uh, uh, it's unique in that sense, actually, because not all pipe organs are, are at least the four corners. A lot of them have the two sections, the yeah. choir section, the swell, and the great, they're called. And So you'll get a back and forth, almost a stereophonic yes. in most spaces. yes. But our space is more unique than that. It is, because you have it from all four sides. And, and, and top and bottom, genuinely so. I mean, Genuinely so. In fact, the way that installation is of the organ, it, that's five stories high. Wow. That's how big it is. We are going to be listening to a number of different things. Uh, when I first walked in, though, what they did for the press corps, which is quite impressive, they opened the big, huge doors on Christ Cathedral, and then we walked in, and they had the organ playing, and uh, Dr. Ball was the one who was uh, playing. Yes. And it was overwhelming just to walk into this. Now, I have been in Christ Cathedral several times for different liturgies, and this was different. This wasn't the electric organ you'd been using, which was good for the space for what it could do. This was the entire building making the sound. And I remember when I walked in thinking, I've got to get to the middle of the building the best that I can to hear this. Yes. It was overwhelming. Well, and, and a lot of people were saying the digital organ, electronic organ that we used was magnificent. Mm -hmm. And lots of people said, well, why do we need a pipe organ? What's the difference? Well, <laughs> when you hear the real thing, yeah. you know what the difference is. And it's not, you know, I remember when people, when we started going to CDs from vinyl record albums, and people will tell you that the vinyl is much better, even if you have to put up with the pops and cracks from it, because it actually, what it does is recreate the actual music as opposed to a digital imitation, which right. is what CDs are. This is the entire building trying to create. You've got bellows down below that yes. fill up a whole room in order to supply air to this. Yeah, and there's no electronic amplification. It's all the bellows, the, the air going through those pipes, and the, the height and length of the pipe and the, the way that the expression, the shutters open and close in the, the boxes where the pipes are, oh. that's, it's all controlled that way. There's no electronic speakers at all. That's fantastic. Let's go ahead and hear just a little bit about what uh, we're talking about. So we're going to listen to a little section from the when, when the press corps came in and what that sounded like, because it was impressive to hear when you first came in. This is now going to be the Hazel Wright organ as it was played. And for those of you who are interested, and we'll say this several times, you can come and hear this organ every Sunday because it's going to be used just about every Sunday for, for Mass and liturgies. Oh, yes. This is the organ they use now all the oh, time. every Sunday, yes. So listen to the Hazel Wright organ.
Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Father Christopher Smith, who is rector for Christ Cathedral here in Garden Grove at the Diocesan Center, where we have Christ Cathedral and its hazel right organ. And we are, have been talking and listening to the sounds of what took place when we blessed the organ. Now, the actual blessing itself, you can play an organ without it being blessed. Yes. So... Why does the Catholic Church bless everything? <laughs> when we first, a year ago, how, when was it? We had the whole blessing of the cathedral. Yes. And um, Bishop put so much oil on, I thought he was going to have to change his clothes. <laughs> you remember, he, that whole altar was covered sure. with oil by the time he was done blessing it. Yeah. We didn't put any oil on the organ. So yes. we wouldn't relax on that one. But there's a certain sense of the physical, spiritual dynamic yes. in the Catholic Church. That translates to music, too, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. And a blessing in itself really is all about invoking the presence of God on a person or a thing in order for that person or thing to give back to the people. And so blessings are never selfish. Blessings are always generous. And so the symbolic uh, value of the blessing of the hazel right organ is that right from the beginning, after we've started playing the organ again after its restoration. We want the organ now to uh, to give glory to God and give back to the people. And so that's why we bless the organ, and that's why we bless anything. So in Catholic church music, we have many churches that, that use different kinds of music. We have some that are, are a little more, oh gosh, if you wanted to use a negative term, they were John Denver-esque, and if you wanted to call them contemporary, but you've got guitars and some. Yes. And, and those can work under some circumstances for liturgy. But I, I, I think I know you well enough to know you think the organ is par excellence the, the best instrument to use for most of the liturgy. First of all, would you say that? And why would you say that? I, I would say that. And I would say that because, you know, a lot of people refer to the pipe organ or any organ, the pipe organ, especially as the king of instruments, if you will. And that's because an organ is like an orchestra into itself. And so the way that it's voiced has really a combination of all the instruments that you'd find in an orchestra. So if you really know how to use an organ, and especially if it's one the size of the Hazel Wright organ. And we'll just do it as a, a quick aside. Father does know how to operate an organ. He is an accomplished organist himself. We'll come back to that. Go ahead, Father. <laughs> anyway, so so it can accommodate the, the softest tones that you might want in a liturgy or the, the loudest in some glorious anthem and that kind of thing. So uh, it's – and the church has chosen the, the organ to be the official liturgical instrument. Now, when you say that, you mean that the actual church documents from the Vatican – endorse the organ as the prime exemplar of music. It doesn't yes. limit it to... doesn't limit it, but it, it endorses it very well put Okay, as the prime instrument for liturgical music. It does an excellent job of conveying the spirituality of the liturgy, yes. complementing the spirituality of the liturgy. Yeah, it, it, it's extremely uh, versatile in what it can do. And again, the way... The, and organs are really great for accompanying choirs, too. It's probably the best instrument of any to actually do that. Well, now why is that? Is it, again, it's because you can you can change the registrations they're called, which is the combination of voices or pipes, to be able to match the piece that you are performing or or singing in a choral. 
Okay, so then let's talk a little bit about how that works with this one. When you first look at a picture of this, you're going to see on on the left side and the right side, dozens and dozens and dozens of these little round buttons. (laughs) Yes. What are those? Those are called stops. What do they do? They open up a whole voice of pipes. There's 300 of them on that. There are. So (laughs) if you... so. The the way those uh, are labeled, they all have different labels. I'll just, for example, there's the flutes, okay? okay. And, the, and it will say flute, and then it will say four feet or flute eight feet. And they really sound like flutes, folks. They really <laughs> sound like, they do. <laughs> yeah. And so the the feet refers to how high the pipe is. Okay. And, uh, and how high the pipe is determines how loud it's going to be and what its tone is going to be. So every time you pull out the stops, uh-huh. it opens up another voice. So this is where the term pulling out all the stops comes from. It's the organ exactly, is huge now. <laughs> yes, and so many people have no idea that that's what it means. In fact, wow. after the blessing, when I think I said something like that at some point, they said, oh, that's what I'm saying every time I say <laughs> we pulled out all the stops. Because the more stops you pull out, the louder the organ gets. Yeah, and so in this organ, I would think that would almost become a cacophony. You have to yes. be a little more artistic about your choice of stops to pull out for this. You, you would never pull them all out at yeah. once. Because um, the different pipes even, some of them are like two and a third feet. So they're not all just strict feet. Wow. So. If you put some pipes with each other, there'll be a dissonance. Okay, yeah. So when we're talking about these 300, you're saying there's probably a a core set for most sounds. So, for example, if you're going to play something, um, a Bach fugue or something like that, it probably has a set of stops that are normal for it. You could play it with a number of different stops. but Yeah, there would be stops that would be normative for some of those pieces, those are called principles. Okay. And the principles are often what are used uh, in those kinds of pieces in combination with with other stops. Okay. And then in this particular organ, you have the ability to play multiple instruments, yes. such as you said the flutes. I mentioned, I, I think, that you've got trumpets that are on both ends that kind of are dueling. Well, and, and just to you know note that, yeah. the ones that are... On the east and the west, they're called shamads because they're on the side. You know how in the old days you have the trumpet that's the straight out? Well, that's what those are. All right. Okay, it's a different kind of a trumpet. It is, yeah. Than the other trumpets. So you've got the ability to create the the trumpet sound from there and the flute sound. What Mm -hmm. else can you do? Oh, you can do uh, oboe, you can do strings. I heard the oboe. They, they demonstrated. That was incredible. The oboe is beautiful <laughs> on that sounds, pipe organ. Like it's gorgeous. Oboe. Yeah. And there's the, the viola, the different springs, the bassoon. There's The bass notes or bass sounds are created by a wooden pipe, not the metal pipes. Wow. And they're, they're square pipes. Okay. And the tallest one is 32 feet. Wow. Those are the square ones that you, when you look out toward the choir loft on the... Yes, exactly. Okay. And those are the ones that make things shake. <laughs> <laughs> they do, too. <laughs> yes. I want to hear a little bit more about some of those demonstrations. I, I think what we're going to hear now will be some of the, the demonstrations of sounds that uh, were put on for the press that was there. So listen to that. And when we come back, I want to ask you, Father, a little about your personal story with us. Oh, sure. And we will be right back.
Uh, next, we have flutes. Let's see, we have some beautiful flutes. This one is actually all the way over there. So again, surround sound all around us. We have pipes. Of course, obviously, like an orchestra, we have to have our strings. So we have beautiful strings right here. wonderful organ, and in this space, my favorite, the reeds. The reeds of the orchestra are like, well, sometimes you have to remember soon, right? Soon. But here, we also have trumpets, and we have trumpets everywhere around the room. So, first above us, we have a big tuba. We have one of the world's biggest collection of shamad pipes, which are these horizontal trumpets that you see. So, from over there... Also, the room is part of the organ. So you heard that wonderful reverb as they let go of the note and it rings. One of the one, most wonderful things about uh, what the Catholic Church's renovation of this space is that they really made the acoustic suitable for organ playing and for choral singing, which is why it rings like this. Our acoustician, Jeff Miller, really did design every single one of these panels. Yes, they're for the light and they're for the air conditioning, but they're also for the organ and the choral singing that happens beautiful Catholic polyphony and choral anthems that we do here, and the organ. So, that's sort of the, the miniature tour of the organ here. Um, let me play one more piece that sort of combines all the things that we just heard. So, so principles, flutes, strings, everything.
Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Father Christopher Smith. And Father has been the rector for Christ Cathedral now since its inception, really, as a cathedral. And we have just blessed the organ, the, the permanent, major, huge, fifth-in-the-world-largest organ that occupies that building, where the building itself is part of its residence chamber, Yes, where we just had this blessing, and as part of the blessing, we had, um, I don't want to call it a concert, but it was a postlude to the blessing mm-hmm. that lasted for, it had to be 40 minutes, something like that. Sure, yes. And we had the organist for the Vatican playing this organ, and it was absolutely wonderful. You also play the organ. Yes. And I know that you played for us along with the bishop and, and of course, David Ball and the person from the Vatican. And I noted that when you were playing this, there was a, I don't know, I've known you long enough to think pick up on it. There was a spring to your attitude when you were sitting down at it. There was almost, I don't know if that was fear or excitement, but there was something there where you felt invested in what you were about to do. Tell me about your organ background, and then I'm going to ask the question about what this means to you to see it finally commissioned. Well, I started out playing the piano when I was about six years old, and I was one of those kids that wanted piano lessons. <laughs> and uh, I hear you. I, I was one of those, too, but it only lasted until high school. So. Well, I really wanted to play the piano. And what I really wanted to play was the organ. I remember... When I was, I don't know what, 10 or 11 or something like that, I remember there was a supermarket. Now, back in those days, it was called Food Giant. And I remember they were having a raffle uh, at the Food Giant, and there was this little electronic organ there. (laughs) And it had two keyboards, but a little, I mean, by standards, a little organ. If I ever wanted anything in my whole life more, that was it. I mean, I oh, I was coveting it. It was I didn't because (laughs) because um, you know why? (laughs) Because I didn't win it. Oh, okay. (laughs) But but I I just really wanted that, and I had never really played an organ before, so I continued with piano lessons. When I was about seventh grade, I was at Holy Family School in Orange. I was in the choir, and I remember when I was in the choir, I used to want to go up and. A sit by the organ so I could look down on the keyboard and watch Sister Anne Cecilia, was her name, play that organ. Yeah. And I, like the organ of old in the supermarket, yeah. I wanted to play that organ. So one day I got up enough courage to say, Sister, do you think it would be possible for me ever to play that or maybe somebody could teach me? She says, well, we'll ask the pastor. The pastor said, fine. She gave me my first lessons. Wow. And then after that, I actually, I started taking organ lessons from Bob Cummings, who was quite a prominent organist here in the Diocese of Orange for many years. And uh, from that, I became one of the organists of Holy Family while I was in high school. Oh, wow. Yes. So l- let me ask a couple questions about those. Most people know that organs have a couple of different keyboards. Why is that? Because the keyboards, well, the keyboards on a pipe organ open up certain sets of pipes. Okay. That And that's why. And when the music is written... They're written in such, it can be very confusing because, you know, most music, for, well, for a piano, for example. Piano, for example. Okay, it's the treble clef and the bass, bass clef. Okay, treble's right, right hand, hand, bass is left hand. On an organ, when you're playing two different keyboards, sometimes you're playing the, the treble clef with both hands. Okay. 
So you okay. have to you have to really switch your brain around so that you're playing the notes that it says for treble clef okay. with your left hand too. Wow. Okay. And that's when you see organists switch like this. Yeah. They, and that's because yeah. the music changes. And then when it goes back to bass treble. That's when their hands go back to the. This reminds regular. me of duets and piano because sometimes in duets you'll have same people, thing. two different pianos and you'll have the trebles, both trebles, yes, both bases, yeah. And then the the additional keyboard that you can play at once are the pedals. So that's just like a whole other keyboard. That's a whole other keyboard down there. Yeah, and so the, the organ gives you the capacity to play three keyboards at one time, yeah. two with your hands and one with your feet. So generally speaking, most organists either have special shoes or they wear socks. No shoes when they play the... Yeah, and if you're really a, a, a concert organist, you'd really need to have organ shoes because yeah. they have... Well, the reason you can't use regular shoes is because they're too wide. Okay. And and they could uh, hit two pedals at once if you're not careful. <laughs> okay, yeah. And on an organ, that's one thing that's very tough about a, an organ. It is unforgiving. <laughs> when you hit two notes at once, or yeah. it, you can hear it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then uh, an organ shoe has kind of a little heel on it, so you can make your your toe heel, toe heel. That's what they call yeah. it. So you can do a scale with your feet, toe heel, yeah. toe heel, toe heel. For our listening audience, Father's trying to demonstrate <laughs> to me. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> on the radio, I'm showing you with my feet. But it's okay. He's, 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 he's uh, undulating his hand in order to show us this heel, heel toe thing. You can, you, can, you can figure it out. Yeah. The bottom line is it was very complicated as a young man to learn how to play this. Mm-hmm. You've been working toward this organ's commissioning for now years. Many years, yes. And it, it was one that a lot of people in the diocese, a lot, there was a significant number of, of people with important voices who were questioning whether or not this should take place. So how does this feel now that it has taken place? Oh, I'm so happy. It's just wonderful because it would have been tragic, and I, that's not overly dramatic, to let this iconic instrument just fall into total disrepair because it is such a a unique instrument in the world. And so it was worth having a fundraising campaign just for its restoration. I am so happy about it because we have been responsible for restoring one of the most historic instruments that's been ever built. Well, and it was part of what was bought with the property. Yes, which meant this is a multi-million dollar organ that you were able to restore. Yes. So we now have this instrument. Yeah. What a fantastic tool to be able to speak to people about Christ in a whole different language than English. Yes. Very, very interesting. I want to hear a little bit more uh, from the organ itself as to how powerful that sound is. Maybe we could hear a little now from the... won't call it concert, but from the postlude, uh, where we had some beautiful music being played. And when we come back, I do want to ask you, Father, why is music so important to the gospel message? Why is it that we've invested in this organ, in this church the way we have? Because it is important, and I want to ask you definitively why. Okay. We'll be right back.
So when do we expect a concert from Bishop and Father Christopher? And <laughs> this was our debut. Very good. And bye-bye. No, we'll, we'll Thank you very much. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today has been and continues to be Father Christopher Smith, who is the rector for Christ Cathedral, is in the process of turning the reins over because you're going to be, I hate to use the word retirement because priests, really good priests anyway, never retire. You're, you're not going to, I know that. But we have had this fantastic event that we've been talking about of the blessing of the Hazel Wright organ. Now, you've been listening to music, our listening audience has, and the person that's been involved with that uh, is the papal organist. His name is Joseph Soleil Cole. I drew a blank in his name earlier. I want to make sure we give him credit for that, because the music that you hear there, this is the musician who plays for the Pope. This is the musician who plays in the Vatican. Uh, He was talking about how much larger that building is at the Vatican, and therefore, in some ways, how compromised its acoustics can be that in this building he was saying that you can hear the crispness of some of the higher notes better yes because it used to be that even in the crystal cathedral because glass absorbs music i never knew that i thought it reflected it does somewhat but it also absorbs by having the quatrefoils that we've got up which have a metallic base the whole thing was designed to make this resonating chamber as perfect as possible. Yes. And so this is really a, a fantastic uh, ability to listen. What you're hearing is some of the, the greatest stimulations of your brain, your mind, and in some ways your soul. I therefore want to ask you, Father, from a theological perspective, you know, Augustine famously says when one sings, one prays twice. Music is an important part of ministry. How do you envision this organ contributing to the gospel of Jesus Christ through Christ Cathedral. Well, let me say this first, that one of the beautiful traditions of our Catholic Church is that we have a whole set of that which makes one specifically human, and one of those is intelligence. One of those is the capacity to wonder, and uh, one of them is the capacity to create and experience beauty. The beauty. The aesthetic that is good, the true, and the beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unique to to the human person, and so the church has always enshrined the development of the aesthetic. And the reason for that is because that which is beautiful lifts one's mind and heart to God, and music certainly does that. And even the psychologists will tell you that when music touches something different, even in your brain, mm-hmm. that elicits a response. And so, uh, music can lift our, our souls, our hearts, our minds to the Lord. And that's why music has always been such an important part of Catholic liturgy. So some of the greats, we say the greats like Mozart and uh, Bach, many of their writings that you, you, people who are not Catholic may not realize it, but many of their most famous tunes, so to speak, are for the Mass. They're Mass parts. Yeah, and the interesting about that is you have two things going on there because – they are mass parts, and they're in Latin. And the texts of every single one of those different masses by those different composers has the exact same text, the Latin text, yeah. because the Latin language lends itself to music. And those wow. composers just 
you know, really picked up on that. And, uh, you know, faith or no faith, (laughs) they put those words to music and they're moving. That's what music does. Several years ago, the the movie came out, Amadeus, and a lot of the sell of that was just the power of the music behind it as they told the story of of Mozart and his um, life. But I think a lot of people, when they hear a lot of the music from that, they don't realize some of that's the Requiem Mass. Yeah. Some of that is from the Mass in C minor. There's all sorts of, of music in there that yes. people don't realize is all, excuse the expression, Catholic music. Well, and what I was going to say, you mentioned the word Requiem, and those are the Masses for the Dead. Yeah. And those were among the most popular ones to put to music. So yeah. we have all kinds of different Requiem. Oh, think about the emotions that people are already experiencing. They walk in because some loved person has exactly. passed on. And now you've got this beautiful music yes. that both raises the question and answers with hope. Absolutely. And that's kind of where all of this goes. Yes, it? it is. It's about bringing out in a beautiful form hope. We won't get into the theology anymore, but von Balthasar did his whole major work, of course, starting with the beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a number of people who have found that theology to speak to where the church may be going as time goes on. A, a an emphasis on the beautiful. Well, we've had, you know, uh, Pope Benedict XVI uh, was very, very strong on that point, is that you begin with the aesthetic, with the beautiful, and then others, have, and then you go to the truth and the good. He was another musician. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> Still he is. <laughs> wonder where that came from. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Father, it has been a pleasure having you on here. We're going to listen on our way out to a little more of the organ music that we were able to have for the blessing of the organ. But speaking of blessings, if you would be so kind before we listen to all of that, if you would lead us in a word of prayer and then give us your blessing. And we thank you, loving God, uh, for the gift of beauty and especially the gift of music. We thank you for the opportunity to develop that here at Christ Cathedral in the Hazel Wright organ. And we ask that you be with us to guide us, that we use the gift that you have given to us responsibly and Use all of it to give you glory and praise. And with that, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of us and remain with us forever. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today has been Father Christopher Smith. And before I go any further, thank you, Father. You're welcome. And if you would like to either hear this again or recommend it to somebody else, uh, shortly after this broadcast, it will be retained as a podcast. You can get that by going to OCCatholic.com and go to the radio tab where you will find a number of different programs, including your own father, which is called Cathedral Square. And at Cathedral Square, we will probably hear more of the organ at some point as well. I think just about every time. I hope so. (laughs) And you can also listen to this broadcast at Orange County Catholic Radio. Once again, on behalf of all of us at Orange County Catholic Radio, I thank you for listening, and we will see you again next week.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The love of our Father, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, the Church's liturgy provides blessings for everything and everybody. And so we have come here together to bless the Hazel Wright organ, renovated so that the celebration of the liturgy here at Christ Cathedral may become more beautiful and solemn. The purpose of music in the liturgy is above all and before all else to give glory to God and to lead us to holiness. Thus, the music of the organ wonderfully expresses the new song that scripture tells us to sing to the Lord. To sing this new song is to live rightly, to follow God's will eagerly and gladly, and by loving one another, to carry out the new commandment that Jesus gave us. Let us then take a moment to listen to the words of the Apostle Paul to the Colossians. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do. And over all these put on love, that is, the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you were also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> 